Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about whether now is the right time to get into the markets. You know, when I get asked this question, it's usually because investors feel a deep inclination to do something as they watch asset prices fall. It's almost as if their individual actions in the near term can somehow mitigate the herd mentality of the markets over the long term. Now, the trouble is that while markets are often influenced by broad narratives like inflation or central bank policy, they can turn on a dime before data begins to show improvements in the macroeconomic picture. This fact was clearly evidenced during the market sell-off and subsequent rally in early 2020 amidst COVID-related concerns. That's why today we'll discuss some of the factors influencing the current market sell-off, why trying to time the markets can lead to disappointments over the long term, and how to ideally fine-tune your investment strategy during times of uncertainty. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. Risk assets having pushed into bear market territory in May, some investors are asking whether now is the right time to get into the markets. On one side of this debate is a group of investors who look at the recent pullback as an opportunity to buy securities at a discount. On the other side is a set of investors concerned that prices will only move lower from here. Now, make no mistake, this question is relevant to investors today, not only because of the magnitude, but also because of the breadth of the recent market declines. For example, if we consider year-to-date performance for the S&P 500 index, what we find is that for the first 100 days of this year's market performance, it has been brutal. Indeed, through the end of May, the data show that U.S. large-cap stocks have had their worst year-to-date decline in the past 40 years. Adding insult to injury, investors have had little place to hide given the fact that stocks and bonds across U.S. and international asset classes have all posted losses this year. So why are markets selling off across the board? Well, the reason behind the seemingly correlated sell-off across major asset classes are manifold. But at its core, persistently high inflation and the prospects for an impending U.S. recession given ongoing logistics issues, healthcare concerns, and the war in Eastern Europe have made market participants more sensitive to the effects of less favorable central bank policy and concerns about a weaker corporate earnings outlook. Now, in the past, market participants could look to policymakers to bolster the economy and the markets when similar weak or uncertain macroeconomic conditions were present as they did back in 2020. But today, that story has changed. With headline inflation well above 6% this year, Federal Reserve policymakers are key to continue raising interest rates, even if that means that it's forcing the U.S. economy into recession. At the same time, businesses likely will find it increasingly challenging to keep passing along higher prices to consumers as wage growth has failed to keep up with inflation and household pocketbooks become increasingly stretched. With the economic backdrop poised to weaken and asset prices declining across the board, is now the right time to get to the markets? Well, with market sentiment being driven by the macro narrative, it can be argued that Current economic conditions depend on many factors for which yet we have little clarity. 
For example, can the world avoid massive food shortages this year or next with a war raging in Ukraine? And has inflation peaked? And if so, when will it stabilize enough for the Fed to stop pushing borrowing costs higher and higher? While the answers to these questions are debatable, what is clear is that market participants have a host of broad-based macroeconomic concerns that still need to be worked out. And from this perspective, the prospect of continued volatility across asset classes suggests that timing market entry points, whether that's buying at a discount or avoiding the markets altogether, may be challenging even for the most seasoned investors. Therefore, in the current market environment, we believe that the question that investors should be most concerned about is not how to time the markets, but rather whether they have an investment process in place to withstand this period of heightened market volatility. Indeed, some investors may be enticed to use timing techniques or other short-term strategies in a bid to boost overall returns or to avoid losses completely. Such approaches involve exiting risk assets in anticipation of market moves lower and ratcheting risk back up as market sentiment improves. While such an approach sounds reasonable, getting the timing wrong could be more costly than beneficial. How's this so? Well, one analysis shows that over a 20-year period, missing even the 10 best days in the markets would have led to returns more than half the rate of those made by investors who stayed committed to the markets during up and down periods. How's this possible? Well, history shows that some of the best days in the markets typically follow the worst sell-offs. This insight means that investors who had taken money out of the markets in fear of a move lower could miss the beginning of a long-term rally. This reality was evident as recently as the COVID-induced market pullback in early 2020 and the subsequent risk asset rally through the end of 2021. So what's the point? Well, unless you have the time, inclination, and experience getting the timing right on a trade in your portfolio because you're debating whether you should or shouldn't get into the markets may cost you more than it's ultimately worth over the long term. This timing discussion also raises the question about trying to spot winning and losing trades. This attempt to time the market is especially tempting when yesterday's winners are beaten down and appear to be deep value opportunities or a bargain buy. Another temptation during the market sell-off is chasing what appears to be a winning asset class and avoiding those asset classes that appear to be losing trades. The problem with trying to separate winners from losers, especially during a time of heightened market volatility, is that investor sentiment can shift on a dime, leaving many portfolios in disarray. Indeed, some data show that today's best-performing asset classes could be tomorrow's laggards and vice versa. What's more, the variability between stocks and bonds and even domiciles like U.S. versus international investments tend to vary in performance from one year to the next. That's why an investment portfolio utilizing a diversified asset allocation framework and rebalanced at regular intervals tends to perform more consistently and avoids wide swings associated with staking a claim in any one asset class. This finding also leads us to our final point, how a systematic investment process can add more value over time than trying to time the markets. Certainly, even some of the best asset managers have had a hard time beating the markets over the past decade, which underscores the importance of a solid investment process. So what do we mean by investment process? Well, simply put, we suggest 
First, choosing the right mix of assets for a portfolio that aligns with your risk tolerance and objectives. Then putting money to work in the markets in a disciplined manner, rebalancing your portfolio at regular intervals, and finally having a cash management process in place. Now, a systematic investment process begins with understanding your own tolerance for risk and adding a set of assets to an investment portfolio that vary with your overall goals and objectives. What does this look like? Well, for investors with a low tolerance for market swings and near-term need to access their assets, a conservative allocation would likely reflect a bias towards bonds than stocks. On the other hand, a more aggressive asset allocation framework could be appropriate for investors who can tolerate wide swings in the markets and have a longer investment horizon. Either way, a solid investment process begins with understanding your preference for risk and your overall investment horizon. The next part of a systematic investment process involves being disciplined with committing capital to an investment portfolio at regular intervals. As we pointed out earlier, trying to time the best and the worst days in the markets may have an adverse effect on your overall investment performance. To avoid such issues, we recommend dollar cost averaging or more simply committing a set sum of money to your investment portfolio on a regular basis. So what does this look like? Well, if you participate in an employer-sponsored retirement plan, this could involve setting up automatic payroll deductions and having capital committed to your portfolio every pay period regardless of market conditions. Or a similar approach can be used for after-tax contributions or lump sum transfers by scheduling cash allocations to your IRA or taxable investment account on a predefined schedule. Either way, putting capital to work at set intervals can help reduce cognitive load, simplify decision-making during periods of market volatility, and keeping your savings goals on track. Another step in the systematic investment process is portfolio rebalancing. Now, rebalancing is essential because, over time, the values of various assets within a portfolio will drift away from their initial target allocations when the markets move up and when they move down. The purpose then of rebalancing is to realign portfolio holdings with their target allocations. So when should you rebalance? Well, rebalancing can occur on a set schedule, when asset values drift by a certain threshold, or a combination of these two. For example, rebalancing on a set schedule could involve evaluating portfolio holdings quarterly, partially selling positions that have appreciated, and then adding to allocations that have underperformed during that period. On the other hand, using a threshold to rebalance could involve using a decision rule that prompts a rebalance only when the value of a specific asset class is a set percentage above or below its target allocation. This process could lead to less frequent rebalancing during flat markets, but more rebalancing during periods of heightened market volatility. Finally, if you're in the distribution phase of your investment journey, or in other words, dependent on your savings to pay for your living expenses, then cash management is essential for navigating market volatility without missing out on the best days in the markets. Now, a solid cash management technique ensures that you have access to enough liquid assets in your retirement portfolio to cover between 12 to 18 months of living expenses. Such investments can include money market mutual funds, and the purpose of this approach is to give your savings enough of a runway to avoid having to sell assets at an inopportune time when the markets begin to sell off. Now, when it comes down to it, asking whether now is the right time to get into the markets often misses the point of what it means to be a long-term investor. 
Certainly, trying to time the markets and hoping to find the next fat pitch or the winning trade are demeanors often associated with speculative behavior. And as we pointed out earlier, such behavior can lead to unfavorable investment outcomes over the long term. That's why during times like today, we challenge investors to ask themselves whether the decisions they're making are aligned with a systematic investment process. This approach includes committing to a target asset allocation framework, deploying capital to the markets in a disciplined manner, rebalancing as appropriate, and having a solid cash management process in place. Whether you're looking to buy securities at a discount or avoid losses altogether, there's rarely a right time to get into or out of the markets. Even so, we believe that staying committed to a disciplined investment process and using techniques to manage uncertainty during periods of heightened market volatility could help you increase the odds of achieving your lifestyle goals regardless of market conditions and keep you on track to mastering your financial independence journey. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery Podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Phi Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the investment advisor public disclosures.